Hello and welcome back to another episode of Counting Cryptids. Greetings. I'm Jacob. I'm Connor. And this is episode 16. Uh, Yeah, season two, episode number 16. Didn't mess it up this time. Correct. But you maybe didn't know that I messed it up last time because I think I edited that part out. Per usual. Uh, so today we're talking about insectoids, insectoid aliens, extraterrestrials. That look like insects. Speaking of insects, uh, the way that you worded it. Um, how about that Instagram poll? All right, we just posted on Instagram. Would you put this painting in your house? Doesn't yes translate no? super well to an audio format, but it is a painting. What are what are we looking at in this uh this here painting, Connor? Right, let me let me let me let me just grab it to you. Is there is there a name of the painting? Oh, you know what? I let me look that up. I crescent the alien painting. I don't I don't have it on Dave. It's not on his site right okay. now. So it doesn't. It's not like listed under its name. No, I'm not seeing like okay. a. Well, it is a reoccurring name. A uh, picture drawn by David Huggins. Is that his name? Huggins. Yes. What What are we looking at here? All right. So we've got this gray alien with dark, you know, dark black eyes, dark hair, which we'll get into later. Grays don't usually have hair, but also like wearing this is kind of like a dress, like a long sleeved dress that's blue, and she is sitting on top of. What do I have to describe this part? <laughs> sitting on just sitting on top of it's supposed to be David Huggins. In in the nude. In the nude, no clothes. This and picture she is, is pretty. Stra- she is straddling him. It's not like it's. Eh, you could probably get away with looking at that one at work. Yeah, and thankfully my, I don't do this. I'm definitely not going to look it up on my on my computer. Any any links to any of the photos that he has drawn will be posted by Connor if any get posted. Otherwise, you can look 100%. them up on your own. Check him out. I got uh, links. Incognito browsers. This is not safe for work <laughs> content. Some weird shit coming up. Do uh, not sue us if you get fired. It's not our fault. You went to the porn site. So you have it's not porn. It's art. You could argue that it's now some of it's a little bit okay. Full breasts. <laughs> no, some of it is a little, a little worse than that. Still, I don't think you would get away with being like, it's art, and they'd be like, "There's that one bro. of them like getting beat off, jacking off into literally, a bowl." Yes. All right. Even if you if you said it was art, like you bring that. No, that's exhibit A, and it's that photo. They're gonna be like, "Nope, you're fired, bro, bro, you're fired." Okay, so. Uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram so you can get uh, in on those polls that we post at the beginning, and we'll check back in on that shortly here uh, at the end of the episode. And we haven't brought this up in a while, and so if you don't make it to the end of the episode, we do do, like, 1v1 polls. Oh, yeah. So it's like a thing. Check our social media pages for those as well. Uh, okay, so we guess into insectoids, again, alleged extraterrestrial beings that bear a striking resemblance to earth insects or sometimes arachnids. Uh, praying mantis is really the most popular one that I have seen from my research. Yeah, I, I saw some suggestions of other types, but no evidence or stories alluding to that kind yes, of um, thing. I was kind of picturing like the cockroach dude from the Men in Black films. Mm-hmm, okay. Somebody said a cicada, and that just freaked me out. Oh, God, that's awful. Also, I had no idea. There's a new Men in Black movie that just came out. Had no idea that that was the thing. It's it's like out now, like on DVD, and I'm just now hearing of it. I live under a rock. Correct. If it's not in a meme, I'm not sure what you're doing. Uh, I guess they... Um, the, the mantis specifically uh, would be like any array of 
colors pretty much, but dark brown is the most popular. I also saw green and black or like a, a brown green. Kind of um, like what you would picture a green. A, a praying mantis. mantis. There's different kinds. There's some that are like gray. I don't know about black ones, but I think probably definitely really like brown pretty ones dark and, ones and shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so usually described as being quite tall. I saw six to seven feet. One place I saw nine feet. I saw another one where it was described as being three feet. But even if that was just a mantis, like that's a fucking a tall ass mantis, mantis. Dude, that's the terrifying. The size of your dog, dude, would, I would shit myself. 100%. Um, I, I would say generally speaking, most of them are like six to seven. Like that was kind of what I saw as human, well. yeah. Like normal human height, average human height. Definitely, definitely on the tall side. Uh, occasionally described as having oily skin, and some are reported wearing like a robe slash cloak slash cape of various colors. Saw suggestions that the robes were maybe used to signify some sort of rank. Is this in Rick and Morty? I didn't look to ever see if there was like insectoids in Rick and Morty or if I would be able to find that kind of thing on the uh, internet. But it just sounds like th- the robes thing sounds like something like I would see in Rick and Morty. Like the uh, high order of mantis aliens yes um i think a lot of times they they actually have hands though too it's not like they're actually straight up a praying mantis sometimes maybe they are i don't know about his drawings but i think a lot of the depictions that i saw from other people like they had hands but the head shape was like mantis and it's very like that stick-like body and uh it's like i think the forearms were like really long too yeah yeah yeah, that's that's fingers it's hands on those guys so it's, their presence is not as prominent as some of the other species that we have discussed in this stint of not cryptid, cryptid stuff, uh, like the Grays, Pleiadians, and Reptilians, but they are also mentioned in a number of abduction cases. Um, some experiencers state that the mantids can also shapeshift, and they possess advanced technology that creates a field around their bodies that make them appear human. So not only are the reptilians disguising themselves as humans, insectoids are like. All right, so I have this in my notes to remember to bring up. But like, if like every extraterrestrial species can shapeshift, is it possible that they're all just the same fucking thing? Yeah. How do you know what they? I've always thought that. Okay, Futurama, Mm -hmm. the shapeshifting one that marries Leela. You remember that episode, folks at home? If you remember that episode, follow along, I guess. But I've always like, what is his? original shape or does he have one like maybe i grew up knowing ditto as like a transforming thing and it's just a blob like that makes sense to me yeah but this one was like a little cockroach guy yeah i don't know that's weird. insectoid i yeah. i don't know hmm. but i've always thought like why is that their original form or how do you know what their original form is do they have an original form i feel like you have to have an original form i guess there would be there has to be a starting point I mean, maybe they're in a like higher dimension, bro. But then, then when it came into the other dimension, there would have be whatever it originally manifested as. Therefore, there is. It's more like a spirit. It doesn't have but, a but, form. But 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 if it takes on one at some point, mm. then at I that point you. when it has taken it on, that is its original form because that is the first form that it took. Yes. What's my original form, bro? I don't know. A fucking baby. What's my conscious's original form? All right. So moving on. Uh, like most extraterrestrials, they communicate with humans telepathically, but have been witnessed communicating with one another in their own language, described as a series of clicking sounds. Well, we do hopefully have actually audio of a replicated one from an audio engineer who we will talk more about later. 
But, oh, okay. Uh, I, I'm intrigued. I hadn't seen this. Well, it's so this is a guy who had an experience is a sound engineer. So he created Recreated like the sound, the sound that he heard. His... It does kind of sound like bug wings, sort of leaves yeah. rustling kind of noise. It, well, we'll throw like, that on there. You'll hear he it. He could have recorded a cricket for all I know. I don't. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a cricket. Uh, yeah, it's, I, don't, I don't know. He. Uh, it sounds just like distortion, honestly. Anyway. I mean, that's probably, whatever he used, it's just like this is supposed to be like a recreation of the sound. It doesn't matter what he used. It's just like this is what it sounded like. Okay. Interesting sound. Uh, so I have a quote here from Dr. Richard Boylan. I'll have a link to his website in the description. Uh, These beings have long, narrow faces with long, narrow, large eyes sharply slanted upward towards and outward in almost a narrow V position, giving an almost insect-like appearance. This comparison is heightened by the praying mantis types. Extremely long, extremely thin, long torsos, long, extremely thin arms, which are usually crooked into a sharp bend at the mid-joint, with the hand and fingers sloping almost vertically downward from the wrist and legs, also bent at almost a right angle at the mid-joint, creating a crouched pose. The overall effect of the characteristic praying mantis look... It Okay, I don't understand the point of that sentence. It should be noted that experiencers feel that this type is no insect but rather an intelligent, gentle-spirited, and jerky-moving human-like life form. There are both males and females. We'll have a link to his website again in the description. That was a Richard... Dr. Richard Doctor Boylan. Richard Doctor Richard Boylan. Any I, idea? I did not research his uh, credentials. I did go to his website, but I didn't, like... I mean, I guess maybe I can look at his website real quick and see... If it says, all right, Richard Boylan, Ph.D., M.S.E.D., M.S.W.B.A., uh, is a behavioral and social scientist. I don't know. He has a lot of abbreviated things after his name. Yes, I don't have does. any. He has five things after his name. Forget money. I need. I need. No, I'd take, I'd take the money. Yeah. yeah. You'd take the money just to say Jacob forever. When this podcast goes, I'm, I'm giving myself like a. An abbreviation at the end of my or beginning. PhG. I was gonna go to CC. Oh, like my fucking Discord name. Yeah, CC Connor. Just tattoo like a, a CC, like tears of teardrop on your face. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Uh, no, thank you. At uh, hundred thousand YouTube followers, subs. Okay. <clears throat> Connor will tattoo CC on his face. Make that happen, Sean. I'm just gonna dye my hair blue like every other streamer. <laughs> are you gonna start? Are you gonna start streaming on Mixer? Yes, because money. All right. Oh, on Wikipedia, it said something about the Mothman being like the first, the first like one. insectoid alien. But like, I, I thought about that, and it's interesting. Any chance to mention the Mothman? Like, I'll take it. So for sure, but I don't ever. I never thought of him as like an insect type being. No, I. Again, he's more like weird. It's more like Batman, but Batman it's was not already a figuratively thing, so a moth. It's not it's... like yeah. It's not actually like a moth, right? I mean, as far as I, think I know, my my AKA for the episode description on that one was not really a moth, man. I think you're right. I think I remember that. <laughs> I was pleased with so, my up yours. Self. Well, yeah, let's get the David Huggins. Let's get a little bit of background information on here. David Huggins here. All right, so uh, it all starts at a farm in rural Georgia. 
I believe in like 1951, 1950 era, uh, when he was eight years old, some shit started to get real, like real weird. Not real, probably. You know this story. You didn't. I don't think you did notes on them or looked into it just before nope. this, but I mean, you're familiar with the story because uh, of unbelievable a podcast. Good podcast. Yes. Did an episode on David Huggins. Did three podcasts. All will, all will be linked in the, the description because we're all about promoting better podcasts. Podcasts better than our own, yes. This is, yeah. In 1987, while David was working at a deli in Hoboken, New Jersey, he woke up one day and like these bursts of memories started to hit him. And it was the memories of what I'm about to tell you. This is his story. So, you know, take this with how much salt you want. <laughs> all of the salt? All, all of the salt. Apparently, he's like 75 now. I don't think he's dead. So, he claims that alien beings of different races began visiting him starting one day in 1951 at the age of eight. And these beings would continue to, like, allegedly visit him his whole life. He, like, claims, like, on a radio show called This Morning that he had been contacted a few months earlier. And this was in, like, 2018. He had an interview with them. So apparently it's still happening. They ask him to get a fucking picture of him. It's like, well, if I like have a phone on me, like he's an old guy. Like, but it's still. A convenient excuse. It is very convenient. I think he would just rather paint pictures of him having sex with aliens than take a picture. And what do you do with your free time, Connor? This? Talk about guys that paint pictures of, of themselves yeah. beaten off into a bowl? Yeah. <laughs> Make this podcast sound weird. Also, on this morning, he describes his first encounter to the show hosts, Holly and Philip. Um, he says that there was a hairy little humanoid being with glowing yellow eyes coming straight for him through the woods near the farm that he lived on as an eight-year-old. Allegedly got a hold of David, this, this being... Um, this Ewok, I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> Telepathically or audibly, audibly said, David, behind you. David turned around to see this thing fucking bolting at him, I guess. Uh, so he freaked out and fucked off back to a barn and like later returned or some shit and saw it like leaving. Um, he does have a picture of this. As we said, he paints lots of There's his encounters. There's a lot of paintings. Lots of paintings. Not safe for work. Definitely don't. Okay, browsers, I'll tell you this folks. one. This one, first one, is fine. Also, by the way, I'll have the link for the This Morning interview. It's like a four-minute clip of him on This Morning. And then I will also have a picture to this, or a link to this picture of the hairy guy. And it's, it's an Ewok. That one, that photo particularly is safe for work. Yes, you can. That's you a can cool photo. I would hang that one in my house. Not bad. I'd want there to be, like, Star Wars things in the background. <laughs> Because it'd be hilarious. So that, you know, that's original. That original one is fucking weird. Like, I'm not sure what that could be. Maybe a bear. A bear? Just uh, a small a bear. I, I, uh, it wasn't tall. It wasn't very big. It was a, a baby little... Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. Baby Bigfoot. Goes on, on and off through his young life. As I said, uh, different alien species visit him. Um, he encounters greys, insectoid beings. Um, at one point during these visits, a being with the face of a grey and the, apparently a human body that had a dark wig, like I talked about in the beginning of the episode. Her name is her, its name. They call them Crescent. Crescent. It's the alien being that David sleeps with at 17. Crescent. Croissant. 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 I can't say that. <laughs> the first time they met, she like shoves a metal rod up his nose. Rude. Right. 
And he's like, oh, that hurt. But apparently Crescent reaches out, touches his face, and relieved his pain. Some in my eye. All right. Good, good. Not your nose? No, not my okay. nose. In my eye. My like eyelid folded over some weird shit. What? Yeah, I don't know. It hurt. According to David, he thinks that the implant, the operation that they did was an implant used to like track him, much like they do with like animals. He's pretty much a pet, sex pet. Crescent becomes a very large part of the rest of David's life, yes. allegedly. And it was at 17 that he lost his virginity, leaving him with a boner that lasted for like six hours. He Did said, he contact his doctor after four? I'm not sure, but he said that the alien sex was both erotic and painful. It, Whatever you're Does into. erotic imply pleasurable? Uh, I don't think it does. I don't, I don't think so. I don't want to think about this more than I'm thinking. <laughs> like I'm getting some weird places right now. A couple of years later, at 19, David left Georgia and moved to New York. Uh, he said, they followed me. They knew exactly where I was because of the tracking beacon in my nose. At least they didn't put it in his dick. Or in his ass. Yeah, there's, yes, the urethra. But they had sex too much. It probably would have been knocked this loose. Solid band, by the way. Yep, yep. Uh, he was having trouble believing what was going on, as you would. I don't know. I've never experienced anything like this. I'm trying to think of like how I would react in a situation like this, but like we do this a lot and I, I just don't I, know. Yeah, it's tough to put yourself in that position of like extremely Is this actually happening? Am I dreaming? Am I going crazy? What's going on yeah. here? Like I think a lot of things would, would cross my mind. So what do you do? You buy some flowers. You get your bitch some flowers and you uh set them out. He says what? Did he ever say it if he was top or bottom? I mean, in that picture, he's definitely bottom that we posted on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, he's not like backwards though. Wait, what? I'm asking, is he, is he getting pegged, man? Oh, is that why it was painful? I just don't think he's ever had sex before. So it hurts him. It hurts him. Yeah. If he's getting something in his butt, it probably hurts. I wouldn't know, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm assuming he is, I mean, he had, I had assumed that as well, but now that I'm thinking about this way more than I want to, is uh, he getting pegged by an alien? Tell us, Brian Frangie. Uh, he takes it whatever way he can get it, I guess. Um, he says after he gets flowers is, or I guess, let me back up a bit, before the flowers. So during his time in New York, David claims that Crescent would visit his apartment through a portal in his wall. Okay. And there is a painting. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure I... Do you know about how old he was at this time? He was 19 at this okay. time. This painting. Before we get to the painting, he would hear them say, we'll be back tonight. And then he would like wake up for the day and forget that anything had happened. I think like through transgression, is that is that a thing? Hypnotherapy? Sure. He um, remembered these things. I think this is what, okay. what is going on. He remembered these. Was he... Sometime. Did he draw these then later in life? It's not like he was drawing these at the time, at the time without any knowledge of these alleged experiences? No, but I did think he went to art school. Okay. Just throwing that in there. Can we get his alma mater? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't matter anyway. I don't need to know if he went to Full Sail University or whatever. <laughs> Full Sail wants to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Receive a 10% discount on your tuition. <laughs> Make it 25 I'll take 10. I don't know how much 
full sale costs. Oh, either. It's thousands of dollars. <laughs> if I get one person to go, that's two hundred like two hundred no, bucks. I meant for yourself. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I'm not going back to school. Too far gone. Um, so out of fr- frustration and trying to re- rationalize the situation, David brought home the flowers for Crescent and thought. If she's real, the plan is for her. If not, I'll do a, you know, painting or a pastel of them. I really got nothing to lose here. Might as well throw some flowers on the table, see if she takes them. The next day, they were gone. So he's he doesn't know what to make of it. He's like, okay, I've got a test. I'll yeah. pick up these flowers. I'll leave them on the table. I'll tell this will solve it all. Then, like all. when she's here, I won't remember the next day. But when she's here, I'll tell her the flowers are for her. She can take the flowers. Then, then the if flowers I wake are up, gone. I'll know that she took them. So either she took him, he slept, walked, and threw him away. He made the whole thing up. Those are my three, my three right there. <laughs> Making the whole thing up sounds pretty convincing to me right now. I think you got a lot more to talk about on the the David Huggins. I've train, got a bit, so maybe don't don't get off the fence just yet. So having the flowers removed from the table or wherever they were placed um, got him excited. Like he's probably his first girlfriend. Like, oh yeah. He's like, what should I wear to the date tonight? Like, he's like wearing a suit to bed. Yeah, he's well, he wanted to wear a suit. Um, but apparently, um, this is where things get dirty. Uh, near midnight, David took off his clothes and got into bed. Moments later, Crescent, a mantis being, and a couple of greys enter the room. And this is on in this painting that will be linked below. Jacob and I are looking at it. The mantis being is standing in the corner just of the room. Getting cucked in the corner. <laughs> yep. The two greys are just hanging out. Crescent is gesturing, it looks like, in front of what I assume is the portal, like between the bed, David's bed, where he's sitting upright, and the portal, like gesturing to him. So I rise, boner. <laughs> and so uh, that was the, the painting there. Is he oh, pain- I thought that was his leg. That's Can- his dong. I was going to just ask you, can you see if if he's pitching a tent? Uh, This one is called Coming Through, by the way. I didn't get a name on this one. This one? one? (laughs) Coming Through. I have in my notes that he he does remember pitching a tent. Oh, he does remember. Whether I made that up at the time or if that was a real thing, like, probably. All right. It was his first date. Everybody gets a boner on their first date. I mean, she brought her short brothers and (laughs) cuckord cousin i don't know who the fuck the mantis is in the corner mantis is fucking weird on one occasion the mantis being in the corner of the room brought him to some other women or brought uh, I, I don't know if he brought them to him but he brought like a group of like 30 to 40 women for david to inseminate he's like you will give these you will all you will give all these babies and he did that all at once yeah he brought a group of them like death like, by snoo snoo Yes. And so apparently David is flipping out. He said, there's no way I can make out with 30 to 40 women. So I think that's maybe what he thinks he's been doing the whole time, making out. He doesn't even have his terminology correct. He might have been homeschooled. No offense to all of you homeschooled folks (laughs) out there. He says, there's just no way. I was very frightened by that. Uh, The overseer, which is the mantis being, allegedly, uh, just laughed and then led David into a room where he was expected to ejaculate into a bowl as one of the as one of the mantis beings watched. 
And David says, you want me to make love to a bull? No hugging or kissing. And then, like, I think this is a thought that he had while recalling this quote. And I like hugging and kissing. And then two women came near me and started hugging and stroking my body. And I ejaculated into the container. There's a, I remember, I'm pretty sure it's this guy. There's, I remember listening to like him describe some of this stuff and it's, it's awful because he's an old man and it it's not fun to listen to. He's a wily old man. He's, he's got like a, a, a mustache and the goatee. Could have been a cowboy at one it time. It is not. Like, no, he couldn't have. They don't exist. Uh, to be determined. Uh, either way, um, there's there's audio of him talking about it. I, Definitely. Yeah. I don't like it. You can find like links to like articles and different things on his website. Uh, this is where he has the video. He has a documentary, which I... He made a porno? He made a docu-porno about his situation. Uh, love and Saucers? Love and Saucers. So loveandsaucers.com is where you're going to find all his stuff. Uh, Not a paid sponsor, but definitely, definitely could be. David. We just bashed you for the last the half app. hour. <laughs> Be a sponsor do. of our well, podcast. We do. It's fine. We can roast him. He has like a page where he has like links for articles that he's like featured in or like had interviews with. I want to be on that page. That's all I want. Is the unbelievable podcast on that page? You know, I don't think so. Probably not going to happen then. I want to though. A lot more people listen to that show than this one. Fucking fair. Anyways, $5 on your favorite streaming device to watch. How long is it? Do you know? I think it's like an hour and 40 minutes. If it was shorter, I would pay for it and pull it up. I mean, that's really all I want to say. There is more to the story. There is tons of paintings. Just search David Huggins art and you'll find. Or maybe don't. Yeah, not if you're at work. Like, you definitely can. What do you think about him? Is he married to, like, a real-life woman? I think he's married. And he's, like, come out as, like, all of this happened. And his wife, he's, like, cheating on her with an alien. I'm going to try and convince my wife that I'm cheating on her with an alien. But it's fine. because Start a YouTube alien. series, though. You're right. Definitely need to document this. First video is just a shaky-ass camera of me, like, walking Getting through the house. Getting a crystal in your ass? What? <laughs> then you can find us on Chatterbait. <laughs> I feel like that's the second time you've brought that up. Also not a sponsor. Probably could be. Probably could be. What if we stream the show on Chatterbait? <laughs> That would be terrible. People would expect us to get naked. I like the publicity stunt of it, though, man. Like, it's pretty funny. <laughs> we could, it would be hilarious. If any other podcast did it, I would die. It's pretty funny. I don't hate it. I might look into it. <laughs> All right. Just make sure I get that PayPal link set up. What do you think of David Huggins? I think oh, he's yeah. kind of a sham or is he really some, somebody... plugging anything other than the $5 documentary that is, I mean, when did that His come art. Out? He sells his art. He sells prints of his art actively? 100%. Uh, Brian Frangie got one for the podcast Boy, to give away. I would, if anybody wants to commission a uh, David Huggins art piece or buy one of them for the studio, uh, we'll set up a P.O. box. I have empty walls. Uh, Just hang it from the ceiling. Don't care. I I would hang the that, bull photo. I would hang that above my hallway, so it's the What's first. The, thing do you, you, do you know the name of the bull photo? The bull photo. You you hang that up so it's the first thing you see when somebody walks in your house. You yeah, want convince your wife that that's going to be. A I thing. want to. What do you freak- say when your in laws come over? You want to freak out the pizza delivery guy? I don't give a shit about the pizza delivery guy, dude. I don't give a crap about anybody. I'll put a. 
Uh, Alien fucking a dude. I mean, I gotta right say, anyway. he's got quite the imagination. He's the arts. I mean, it's much better than anything I could draw. It's really paint, not terrible. Create. He did. He did. Like he gives some nice texture in the blankets here. Like, really gives me the feeling of that it's a blanket. You can tell what everything is. <laughs> I guess that's the fucking point. <laughs> All right, what else do we got? Uh, we hop so over I, to the UFO. He seems. He seems. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if he's just like a... He's a different character. Yeah, he's just an eccentric sort of guy. I don't know if this is just like what gets his jollies off and then it somewhere along the line got confused about what's real and what isn't or... Oh, Lord. What the deal is here. I don't know what he thinks about when he's alone. Uh, I know. Crescent. Crescent. All right, so uh, I'm going to jump over to this ufobc.ca website uh i will have a link to this praying mantis index page section in the description uh the first one or i guess all of these are going to be an account from a jim g yes i have one from an a do you want me to hit the a one first it's a quick one and then we can get sure yeah so from the same site there's there's another one from like a j on here too that we could do as well oh is that the one you're gonna do there's there's three on jim then there's one on j and then one on a yeah so there's there's a few all right, so yeah, yeah. Why don't you why don't you start with A? A. Just the first letter of the alphabet. Boom. It probably is short for anonymous. Uh this account was shared on May of two thousand eight to UFO BC uh, uh, British Columbia. Yeah, dot it's the Canada? UFO British yeah, Columbia yeah. thing. So this account, you can find the whole thing. We'll put a link in the description. But this individual says that two alien beings appeared next to her after her best friend was placed in a drug-induced coma after an attack that left her in critical condition. In the hospital room, while meditating over her friend, two mantis beings pushed her aside and went to work on her friend, A's friend. Uh, She observed the mantis aliens feverishly working on her comatose friends, like removing pieces of skin, bone, and rock, apparently, from her brain. I'm not sure. It didn't explain the incident that happened to the girl in too much detail but I don't know why there'd be rock in there. After that point, seemed to black out and didn't remember what happened next. But she does include that even with the Mantis's help, her friend passed away a couple of weeks later. Was her friend somebody important to the Mantises? What's the point of the... She thought that she was a different person when she was meditating. Okay. Damn, dude. I, I gotta do the Galactic Federation. After we, this. we definitely need you need to talk about it right now, or do we? Need I, I, to, I, no, at the, at the end, at okay. the end. I know we need to talk about it. This is, it might be a long episode. Uh, there, shit, dude. Uh, a lot of these things seem to tie to like the beliefs of the Galactic Federation and like the law of one. If you're familiar with that, I'm actually not. So... I am not well versed at all, so that will be a very rough patch. Okay. About it, but. We'll, we'll cover that after we get to all these stories. Okay, okay. So uh, moving back over to Jim here on that same uh, UFOBC website. Again, link to this in the description. Uh, so this one was uh, sent in to them on August 23rd, 2003, again by a Jim G. Hi, my name is Jim, and I live, I live in a small town on the outskirts of London. Here's an account that happened to me in April of 2001. It's taken me this long to deal with it. I promise you everything that happened is true. I woke up at about 2.30 in the morning to find a tall praying mantis-looking being and a cloaked being by the side of my bed. I thought to myself, 
What crazy dream is this? The cloaked being looked at me from beneath the hood, revealing its black skin, which appeared leathery and reflecting light, much like the a beetle's skin. I shut my eyes, thinking this must be a realistic dream. But when I reopened my eyes, the figures were, unfortunately, still there. The cloaked figure looked up for, to the tall praying mantis type as if it was confused as to what actions it should take next. The praying mantis turned its head towards the hooded one and made a series of high-pitched clicking noises. We played that sound Makes earlier. Sense. This is actually where that came from. It's that same guy. Mm. I sensed this was the one in command. Possibly the other was some kind of security guard. It's at this point I realized I'm definitely not dreaming. I can hear them. I couldn't move, but my brain went into a deep panic. Oh my god, what's going on? What are they? I don't want to look too closely at the mantis, so I just glance at it. All I recall was that it was tall, at least seven feet. It had to bend its neck because of the height of the ceiling. Its head was pointed with large eyes. Its forearms were extremely long and moved in a jerky fashion. The cloaked figure was closer, crouched by my bed, so I couldn't tell how tall it was. But I could clearly see that it was wearing some kind of overlapping rigid armor, oh. including a metallic-looking breastplate that had a series of circles on it. Its head was a dome-like with emotionless facial features. Its eyes were large and surrounded again by detailed ridges. It acted in a way that reminded me of a robot or insect. I remember thinking to myself, nobody's going to believe this. A bloody giant-sized mantis and a medieval-sized dressed alien. What the hell is this? Before the incident, although I hadn't seen one, I was familiar with this gr with the gray types, but I had never heard of praying mantis types. At this point, the mantis bent its upper body over my bed and directly above me. In its hand, it was holding a long metal object that looked like a needle. A green light shot directly from the needle and into my right eye. Maybe it's a laser? I'm not sure. But I do know it felt very painful. I could see all the veins in my eye. The same effect you get when an opt optician checks your eyes. I've never been to the eye doctor. I don't know how to say that word. I screamed, but no noise came out. I then felt something stick into my skull. I'm not sure what it was, because by that time, I had my eyes closed. I pretended to sleep and went into a deep panic. My mind was racing millions of miles per hour. I heard a great whooshing sound, and when I next reopened my eyes, thankfully, they had gone. I lay shaking and confused for what seemed like hours and just couldn't return back to sleep. At no time did I feel like they carried cared about my health or me they seem to have an insect cold type mentality i really thought i was going to die the next day i spent the whole day in bed and felt as though i had been through a major operation it's very painful to recall and since the incident i sometimes hear clicking sounds inside my head i was in shock for a long time afterwards i can say that this definitely happened this definitely was real i have no answers or conclusions but I think it's important to get real-life accounts out there. So he writes in again in September of 2003. September 2nd, 2003. 16 years ago and five days. Uh, you want to do this one? Yeah. So he says, I don't feel any pain at this moment, but I can tell when I've been taken because the next day I'm completely wasted. Like I've been in a medical operation I just cannot move or anything much at all. Dealing with this and being self-employed, as you can imagine, is no fun at all. I can't remember anything else from the main encounter other than when I first woke up 
they were doing something to my legs and there and that there must have been a light source for me to see so much detail but from where it was emitting from i can't say possibly the cloak figure was holding a staff i haven't contacted anyone else with similar encounters to be honest i still feel all this is too soon just writing about this is quite an effort although i do have some very good friends whom i've told and they were initially skeptical but now they do believe me, knowing me not to be a liar or fantasist. It's a hard word. I still feel very much alone and isolated. In my job, you have to be quite confident and outgoing. It's getting tougher and tougher hiding the trauma and maintaining a got-it-together appearance to the outside world. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Oh, by the way, I'm getting abducted by aliens that look like giant praying mantis. Uh, the day after the incident in 2001, I did do a word search for word search on mantis type aliens and got nothing. So at first, although I knew it did happen, I really just put it down to a very realistic dream and denied it to myself. Until six months ago, while surfing the net, I accidentally came across a drawing of a praying mantis alien holding up a needle device. It was exactly what I had seen. I had a panic attack just looking at it. I just couldn't get it out of my head. Literally and figuratively. Uh, the artist was Jay Westwood. It can be seen at alienalley.com. I uh, was unable to get to that website, but I, let me double check because I definitely, I probably did it wrong. Let's see if it's still up. Yeah, it's still there. Um, it's an art gallery though, so it's not like photos. You can go look if you want. There's some photos in this as well on the link in the description. Um, he also mentions um, a picture a drawn picture of uh what the cloaked figure looked like and he calls it dark entity or yes. the the painting is called dark entity i'm not sure back to his story here after a little research i realized that these were well-defined aliens within ufology if other people were seeing what i'd seen then er then either it's a coincidence or it's really happening you know i've had nightmares before but not in my bedroom and i've never felt any lasting trauma from a nightmare you haven't, had, you haven't really nightmared, bro. I'm pretty sure I had a nightmare that I was falling out of a car. Still haunts me to this day. I came across a website that made it easy to report your experiences. Probably ufobc.ca. Probably not. It even had a report form with a scroll bar to choose the different types of aliens, including prey and mantis type. So I finally decided to write what I had seen and send it around. Why do I think they chose me? Well... I've had many of what a lot of people would describe as strange experiences while I was a kid. Seeing UFOs, the walls talking to me every birthday. Yikes, bro. But I think a lot of kids have these things happen, question mark. Nobody has this happen, uh, dude. I don't, I've never had the walls talk to me on my birthday. Every other day they do, but never on my birthday. <laughs> 364 <laughs> days a year. They're fucking no, they ignore me on Christmas, too. Oh, that's so nice. I prefer to concentrate on the things that I can really, that I can say really happened. Uh, I was 18 years old, and in the summer of 92, while working in London, I sneezed and a metal ball fell out of my left nostril. I told my friends, wow, London's so polluted. I must have breathed in some lead because a metal ball fell out of my nose i now suspect it was possibly an implant who thinks that they just have metal falling out of their nose i mean if he fucking had metal fall out of his nose but after this happened i mean this is when he was 18 
Oh, in he, I got this it. He's recalling. Got it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on to the summer of '96. It was a real hot night, David Huggins. So I thought I'd climb out of my bedroom window and onto the roof of my house. I got the strangest feeling of being watched. I looked into the star-filled night sky and had the crazy thought of trying to communicate with aliens telepathically, just out of the blue. I know how that sounds crazy, but I'm sure a lot of people have tried it. It felt right somehow. I just sent out feelings of love and that if anyone can pick this up, I'd like to communicate. To my utter amazement, and everyone else's, way up high, a ball of light appeared. It is, I assumed it to be a satellite until it turned, it turned, dived, and hovered 200 feet above me. Punctuation is god-awful. It could be better. I could clearly see it was a ball of light. It made no sound whatsoever. I stared in utter amazement. I felt calm and euphoric completely at one with the world. The ball then just disappeared. I climbed back into my bedroom and fell into a deep sleep. Uh, since then, I started to have really strange experiences. I'd wake up in the middle of the night floating above my bed. Or worse, floating in between my bedroom wall. What? <laughs> They're talking to me and I'm inside them. One time, I even floated outside my house and in the distance, I could see a, see the ball of light I was getting pulled towards it. I imagined myself surrounded by white light and I flew back to my bed with a thud. I didn't think I don't think I was astral projecting. This felt real. Then these experiences completely stopped, and I mean so much so that all of this started to become a distant memory. I started to get on with my life. And then the brain mantis encounter happened. So I'm not really sure why they chose me. Maybe they sensed a spiritual awakening within me, or more likely it was just mere opportunity. They just spotted some young fool on a roof of a house and thought, he'll do easy pickings. One thing's for sure. I felt so, I really felt no spiritual vibes or energy, if you like, from these beings at all. I just felt like a lab rat. Uh, he did also write back on September 12th of uh, 2003 that he is a sound engineer by profession, so he has replicated the clicking sounds. We played that earlier. Uh, he said he sometimes feels, hears those inside his head to get the full effect of a pair of headphones and play quite loud. I only heard this at night and never experienced the clicks before. The Mantis abduction. There's more. There is more. <laughs> so, uh, writes back, this is posted in May 16th of 2004. I'm not going to read the parts that uh, UFOBC wrote to him, uh, but he writes back that I'd love to keep you informed and up to date what's been happening to me recently including what i class as a major incident that happened on january the 16th 2004 involving another class of entity slash alien at first i really only wanted to mention what happened on the 16th but as i started to write it i felt it was important to mention everything that previously happened i'm so busy in my life i try my best to ignore these incidents and carry on i don't know what's going on but can assure you these aren't dreams something real is happening to me and i want this information out in the public domain typical scenario this happens about twice a week but can stop completely for say a month if i'm lucky a typical scenario would start with me lying in bed and just as i'm about to fall asleep i'd hear a high-pitched clicking sound inside my head within a few minutes i'd hear that same sound again but this time it would be inside my bedroom dun, it's dun, dun. like it was warning a warning to someone that I'll 
I'll soon be asleep because as soon as I hear it, I know that within the next 10 minutes, I'll be completely knocked out. Before I pass out, though, through half-shut eyes, I see a reddish glow appear on my far wall, followed by shadowy movements and tall figures coming out of the light towards me. I always try my best to fight it and stay conscious, but it never works, and I always lose consciousness. The next day, I'd feel completely exhausted. My whole body would ache all over as though I had been through major operations. Sometimes my body would be covered in bruises, like in August of 2003 when I woke up with five separate bruises on my inner thigh of my right leg. There's a photo of this on that as well. The bruises made up a widespread imprinting in the shape of a huge hand. The night before, I specifically checked my body for markings. To get one bruise while asleep, I'm sure was not unusual, but to get five in one night in one leg? I'm the first to admit that by myself is not a strong enough evidence, but considering recent events, I think it's worth mentioning. Are we at a standoff with a cloaked being? Yeah, you want to hit that? Yes, I will. One of the more significant incidents happened on November the 10th, 2003. For the sake of my own sanity, more than anything, I was convinced that I could get some solid evidence. The plan was simple. Grab something off one of the beings while I'm sleeping. On the 10th at home, about 3 a.m. in the morning, I was lying in my bed, half asleep, when I heard a noise in my bedroom. It, like... It was, I think the word was is missing. It, it was, was like, like someone was sneakily, stealthily walking across my bedroom carpet. I pen pretended to be asleep and waited. A few seconds later, I heard the noise again. This time, there was no mistaking it. There was definitely something walking towards me. I waited a little longer, then jumped out of my bed. Everything went into slow motion. As my quilt went flying across the room before I even landed, something squealed. In surprise, I can only describe it as like a high-pitched electronic pig squeal. Is this the noise he's referring to, maybe? Oh my god, did he recreate the... Pig the high or was it just the clicking again? I, I don't know. Maybe my speaker was freaking the cat out. Was a high pitched ah, electronic that makes pig sense. squeal. Okay. Um, the something ran away from me at a high speed, knocking over, knocking into some small storage boxes on the floor. This was no dream. Something solid was moving in my room. I landed on my feet and put my arms up in a fighting position, about to throw fisticuffs. But it was so dark, my eyes could barely adjust to the darkness even though his eyes were closed. Same. I could just make out a humanoid figure wearing a dark bluish cloak running at... It's, it's, running towards on here. the back of the corridor part of my bedroom. Like with the first incident, my thoughts were went, went, is, went into overdrive. What it should say. I'm too good at reading. I think that's the problem. Exactly. Most <laughs> people just go right through that and say what they think it says, not Instead actually what it that actually it says, says when into overdrive. I couldn't believe what was happening. One part of me thought about the plan of grabbing it, but I immediately thought to myself, I'm not touching it. I really didn't expect to see anything, even though I convinced myself that there was somebody walking towards me. Besides, even if I did grab something off of it, what would I do? Run outside into the street screaming? I mean, how far would I get before the aliens would stop me anyway? Part of me didn't take in what was happening, while the other part of my brain was assessing the situation. I kept my eyes firmly on the cloaked being which was in a hunched position, staring back at me from the far side of the corridor. Does he live in a castle? <laughs> Can we stop saying corridor? He's from London. Oh, okay. That makes, London. Uh, never never mind. Then. Keep saying corridor. Uh, it was between four to five foot tall and wearing a dark hooded robe, which looked as if I it find was it odd he describes things in feet. If he is from the UK, first of all. Sus. 
That's okay. sus right Sorry, there. right back to where you were. Uh, four or five feet tall, wearing a dark... Dark hooded robe, which looked as if it was covered in a purplish-bluish energy. Liquid in appearance. Weird. Correct. Bizarrely, because of that last sentence wasn't bizarre... <laughs> And I've had no express explanation for it. On the outside, I was totally calm, even though I was essentially in a Mexican standoff with a hooded alien. Cute tumbleweed. It was smaller than me, and it just didn't feel right to jump on it and pound its head in. It's been kidnapping and assaulting me against my will. I've been it put a needle through, through my skull. It stabbed me in the face. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to jump on it and bait it. I was bigger than it. This is London. Right? I'm sophisticated. I can't fight anyone unless they attack me first, and I was in a good position if it did decide to attack me. So I relaxed as much as I could and changed my hands from clenched fists to open palms. You're going to get slapped. I said as calmly as possible, I'm not going to fight you. I waited for a response. No reply. I then asked, what are you? Again, no reply. Its hooded head was pointing in my direction. I could barely just make out two reddish eyes. My own eyes were still trying to adjust to the night, but there was no doubt it was there. The being then got up, ignored me, turned and walked into and through the wall. As it disappeared from sight, it looked up at me from beneath its hood. I could clearly see two reddish blackish eyes stare at me. It freaks me out just thinking about it. I will never forget them. They were unblinking, metallic, and completely emotionless. It was then that the shock hit me. I sat down on my bed, thinking about the strangeness of it all. What could I do? You failed to uh, take any part of this being's thing, so... You just completely you abandoned your it. plan. You blew it! I didn't go back to sleep, but I stayed up all night and stayed up all night constantly questioning what I had just... what had just occurred. I took the next day off sick. I felt drained. I can't say for sure, but I think it was the cloaked being that I saw with the praying mantis alien that I reported in my first incident, but I'm not sure. I made an image so you can get an idea of what it looked like. I wouldn't say it's completely accurate, accurate, but it does definitely capture the eerie, unemotional gaze of the red eyes. Also, at the time, as you can imagine, for a long time, I was still in shock. It hits you hard. It took me a long time to report the first Mantis incident and come to terms with it. Looking back on it, this seemed to be the catalyst for the increased alien activities that happened afterward. After this incident, for several weeks I slept with a side lamp on, but ended up not being able to sleep, so I now just used a small light by the side of my bed. My son doesn't even sleep with a nightlight. <laughs> Bruh. So on December the 18th, uh, I was staying at my brother's house. I mean, not me, but I'm continuing his you could thing know. here. Yeah, I mean, I could. Uh, he'll probably be here that on the 18th. So on December the 18th, I was staying at my brother's house. He lives a few miles away. I slept in the spare bedroom, which is adjacent to the neighbor's side. The walls are really thin, so thin that you can hear the individual words of the neighbors in the neighbor's conversation. I was so tired. I fell asleep around 12.30 p.m. Is this the guy that could listen to hear the walls talk? Yeah. The walls talk to him, yeah. Maybe it wasn't the uh, neighbors. Without any warning, I found myself wide awake and completely unable to move. The clicking sound was continuously screeching in my head. I screamed out, Argh! What the hell is going on? And please include every swear word you know. It says that in here. I, I mean, I fuck, shit, piss, ass, I don't know. Uh, no sound came out of my mouth. 
With every muscle I could muster, I pushed myself up on my side and turned my head to the bottom of the bed. Standing before me was a tall mantis-like being, the same mantis being I had seen before. This wasn't like the short cloaked being I saw before. The terror I felt upon seeing this sight was completely overwhelming. The only way I can describe it is it feels like waves of fear washing over you. I'm having trouble writing this. Just recounting it is tough. It was wearing a long, dark robe. It was about seven feet plus tall and vaguely humanoid-ish. The body was extremely bony and skinny with a long, black, snake-like neck. Its head was grayish, blackish, and triangular in shape, reminding me of a skull. The eyes were bulbous, black, and rounded with a liquid-like appearance. In fact, it seemed to me everything on the mantis was liquidy-looking, like oil shimmering in the sun. Awkward. That's weird. The arms were extremely long, with multiple joints extending out of a messiah pose. And apparently he knows yoga, too. I don't... The forearms were bent forward longer than the rest of the arm. This really is a living nightmare. Is this not what he saw? Uh, yeah. That... A Kaminoan? Sure. From Star Wars? This picture looks very Yeah, that doesn't close. look dissimilar. That does have a mantis-like appearance. They're often robed. Or appear to like have robe type Interesting. suits. They do have like those long forearms and kind of gangly fingers too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Good Star Wars pull. Thinking about it. It's the head and arms that give the appearance of a praying mantis, and it's and unlike the first time I met this alien, I got a really good look at it, which gave me enough detail to make an image. Link in the description to all of this again, and it does look very similar it's a to badass drawing. That right there. Look at right there. The the thing that you just pulled up. It's got like the lines on its neck and everything too. Yeah. The eyes are bigger on his drawing than that, but this is very this is a good comparison, Connor. I think I would be less afraid of the Kimmy Nolan than if it was more insect like. Its hands kind of look praying like the praying mantisy in this image. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah. For sure. Uh, so as soon as it noticed me, the mantis was with extreme speed, extended a huge bony leg from beneath its robe and ran directly into and through the wall. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, but its feet made a clunking sound as it ran across the floor, confirming this was a solid object moving through the room. As it ran through, I could see a strange red glow where its body had come in contact with the wall. What's up? It ran through the wall, and he just said running across the floor means it was a solid object. I'm not sure what you're, you're... He heard it. He heard it on the floor. He could physically hear it, but then it ran through. So, like, it ran through the wall. He's like, whoa, but I heard it. So, like, it was a thing. And also, he's like, I was astonished. This has happened to you eight times now. <laughs> Fucking get over it. I, I was wasn't so- expecting <laughs> this. Holy shit. Really, this is their MO. Like, they do it every single time. He saw us through the wall. At the same time, a door to a built-in wardrobe on the same wall rattled loudly as if it was hit by some kind of energy field. All of this happened in only a few seconds, maybe even shorter, but I got a damn good look at the thing. At this point, the neighbor from next door shouted, Oi, what's going on? Sorry. (laughs) I I don't know where that came from. It was good. I liked it. Okay, good. The way this skeletal alien moved was jerky and fast, like a huge scuttling beetle. I was completely speechless. So many mixed emotions came at once. I was in awe. I was tired, shocked, confused and scared, but also relieved I wasn't dead. This is how intense these incidences are. These incidents are. I mean, it could have easily killed me. Nobody would ever know, and it's not like as if the police are going to find my body and reach the logical conclusion that, yep, he was killed by an alien. It made me think, how many people, if any, have been killed by aliens? That should have been our fucking... 
That should have been our Instagram poll this week. Uh, This did not feel like a peaceful encounter. I woke up into a nightmare. I checked the time. It was roughly 2.45 a.m. As you can imagine, I stayed up for the rest of the night, unable to go back to sleep. The next day, I tried to ask my brother if he noticed any anything strange last night he said he didn't notice anything i didn't mention the man just being i'm not stupid most people if i told them wouldn't believe you or worse think you're crazy are we gonna read more we fucking keep going there's another fucking couple of pages on this one and then another page all righty six there's more on it. Fucking, i don't care if it's two hours i don't care either but we are just reading it right off this website again. Lots of links to this one. Apparently, this is. Uh, but this is his account that he wrote in as well, so it's not like they like wrote this. On January sixteenth of two thousand four, things were quiet. Although I'm convinced things have happened while I've been asleep, this is the one I originally wanted to report. Uh, in the middle of the night, I suddenly found myself wide awake. A loud buzzing sound filled my ears. I was curled up on my bed in fetal position facing the closest wall. I felt a force push on my back, on the back of my head. I wouldn't say it hurt exactly, but it was extremely uncomfortable. Force choked. I wish I could do that. Again, I heard the loud clicking sound, which he links back to the sound we listened to earlier. Maybe I'll just include that every time we say clicking sound. The loud clicking sound. (laughs) That's not bad, actually. Sounds like scuttling. I don't know. This, scuttle, 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 scuttle. <laughs> this time it panned from my right ear to my left. I looked at my arm. It was covered in a bluish purple pulsating energy. My brain tried to make sense of the situation and the search for a rational explanation. And search for a rational explanation. I couldn't move my legs or arms. I had sl- sleep paralysis. I found he could just move his head. Somehow I managed to break free and use all my effort to turn around. Standing before me in the center of my bedroom was some kind of short humanoid creature with a large mantis-slash-fly-looking head. A beam of energy was coming from the alien to me. Thousands of thoughts entered my head at the same time. That's not supposed to be there. What is that? Why don't I feel scared? Can I fight it? I can't move. This isn't a dream. I felt I had known this being all of my life. I also felt that I'd been manipulating into feeling this. I then heard a slow, deep voice almost overriding all my other thoughts. It seemed to be communicating telepathically. It said, in quotes, in an abrupt manner, Now do you understand? Yes, I found myself answering, but I have no idea why I said it because it. I didn't understand. I didn't understand any of this. Good, it replied. I turned my head back towards the wall and shut my eyes. The buzzing sound stopped and I felt extremely tired. I collapsed and lost consciousness. But I got a good look at this thing. The creature was humanoid and 5 foot 5 inches or 1 meter 40 centimeters tall coming in with those EU standards. I made a mental note where its head came up on my wardrobe and measured it the next day. Smart guy. Kudos. I wouldn't have thought of that. Also, you're laying down, though. You're looking up. That's an interesting note. Um, Well, I think he said he, like, looked down. He was in the fetal position. He looked down at the bottom of the bed, I think. I hate when he fucking throws these lines in there, like, uh, my brain tried to make sense of the situation and search for a rational explanation. He didn't need to add that. It's definitely, like, uh, it was covered in energy. I couldn't move my arms or legs. Like, it's definitely not necessary, but okay. (laughs) Just wondering what the fuck's happening. Me too, man. Yeah. I'm right there with you. 
Um, its head was huge in relation to its body. Its eyes were extremely large, shiny, insect-like, and were supported by big sockets. My first impressions were that it looked like a cross between a praying mantis and a fly. This being did not look like the tall praying mantis beings. I actually looked to see if I could see its arms to see if they were bent like a praying mantis. But the arms were hidden by a black, a dark black cloak. Again, the being appeared to be surrounded by, by a bluish-purplish energy. Can we just go with Blurple for the rest of the Sure, dog. Episode? You're inventing a new color. Blurple. In the center of its cloak was a golden badge. I was more preoccupied with getting a description of the alien, but there was definitely a design or symbol on it that I just couldn't make out. He was getting a description of the alien, but he didn't get a description of the jewel that was inside of its chest. I mean, it could maybe it was too small to see. Possibly. He looked closer at its head, though, Jacob. It had two protrusions between the eyes and a mass of protrusions where its mouth would normally be. Like a Zoidberg? <laughs> All at the same time, another part of my brain was thinking, what does it eat? A leaf. What evolutionary path did it take? It reminded me of a mustache, giving it a vague comic look, but trust me, the overall look was one of menace. That is why I've included two images, one to show the details and the darker one so you can get a sense of what it's like to actually wake up and see one of these things. The drawing looks like Zoid. It's like a gray alien with a Zoidberg mouth. Yeah. And then this one just looks like he filled in the rest, like the outline of the fir- the drawing with like some cosmic design. Yeah. I was left feeling mixed emotions. I was feeling kind of, I was feeling scared and again I was also feeling relieved that they had tried to communicate with me and weren't going to kill me. Did he say that? Uh he I mean at one point he kept talking about like how he felt like he was like some of them weren't a good experience like they were not there with positive intentions. He was manipulated into th- thinking that this was a dream. Like in- uh, there's all of them are fucking demo. Um I was also feeling relieved that they had tried to communicate with me and they weren't going to kill me. I like I felt with the first incident. This was the first time they had tried to tried a communication. I kept thinking, what did they slash it mean? Now do I understand? It sounded like a command, not a question. I also felt relieved that at least I knew within myself, I wasn't going mad. The next day I woke up like my body had been through hell and back. I'll read this next cloaked being one real quick. Mm Mm-hmm. Just as I'm trying to come to terms with this on Saturday, the 13th of March, 2004, I woke up to see a cloaked being standing in the centre of my room. It had the same shape as the short fly head mantis thing, but I couldn't say for certain. I heard a popping sound and the being quickly disappeared. Again, I wouldn't have mentioned before because I didn't get a good look at what it was, but I think the sound could, uh, could be of importance. Uh, so then I guess the next day, the latest incident happened on Sunday, the 14th of March, 2004. This time I woke up to see two of the tall praying mantis type standing in the middle of my room. The perspective I was seeing them was from the opposite position of the bed I had gone to sleep in. They looked as if they were engaged in a conversation, making high-pitched, almost digital clicking sounds. He didn't link to it there at each other. I was, too ti- <laughs> I was too tired to be afraid, so it... So I just concentrated on making a mental description, cross-checking it with the ones I'd seen before. Both were extremely thin and tall, well over seven feet high. One was slightly taller than the other. Their necks are long, flexible, and tube-like. 
and don't look strong enough to support their triangular heads. It was as if the head was floating while the neck followed in a smooth but jerky fashion. That I feel like this is such a good description of these. Yeah, but that's contradictory. Uh, smooth but jerky? Like, Literally opposites. I would say like... Uh, okay, snake. Uh, that's kind of what that's like to me. <laughs> okay, I can get, I can Undulating that. sort I can of. Get behind that. Uh, the neck and head moved in a way that reminded me of the old stop-motion monster films or like a lizard. <laughs> quick, fast, pause, quick, fast, pause. I don't get it. I, I don't fucking know, dog. Both were wearing long black robes and again looked like liquid oil. On the side of the face, I could clearly see a small round hole just below the eyes. I felt completely drained and couldn't move. I tried to move. I tried to get up, but just couldn't. I just had time to think bastards before slipping back in <laughs> unconsciousness. Some weird gimp shit in here. Uh, I would really like some answers. Somebody somewhere must know this is going on. I'm not involved in any abductee groups and haven't had any hypnosis sessions, etc. Everything I've written about is from memory alone. I don't want to be patronized by theories of lucid dreaming, sleep paralysis, or fantasy-prone personality. I know the difference between a dream and something solid in 3D space. I think it's pretty obvious by now that UFOs are real, so let's get information on who's flying them and what they want. All of this started to happen when I saw a UFO, a ball of light, above my house in 1996. I had another UFO sighting, see below, in 1997. Uh, I can say this is real, this is happening, and I don't like I don't like it. I don't need it, and I don't want it. I could really do without any of this in my life. I want to stop. I've pleaded with them to leave me alone. The fear and trauma I've experienced is getting to be too much. I'm dealing with this because I've got no choice. I don't know what's going on or what they want. I reckon I've confused them. I feel they've, they are confused on why I wake up during certain medical operations and on my reaction to the red-eyed cloaked being. It seems to happen in phases. I try to avoid sleeping between 2 and 4 in the morning, but obviously... I don't keep it up for too long, so end up falling asleep, and that's when they come. I do feel like I've got an implant, and I feel like it's acting as a monitoring device. To what extent, I can't say. I'm not writing this to convince skeptics. I'm doing this for other abductees to show they are not mad, and for UFO slash alien investigators to get better insight. The only thing I'm proud about of all of this is my recall. I'm just... I'm trying to be a good witness. I'm trying to be as good a witness as I can be. I feel frustrated because this should be major news, but I know that if I went public with this, most people wouldn't take it seriously. And to me, this is one of the worst aspects. Knowing this is happening, but knowing that the majority of people won't believe you. Story continues. See Praying Mantis account part three. Yeah. Just read along. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> February 20th of 2005. This is an email from Jim. Hi, Martin. I feel like most of this is an email from Jim to Martin, but... These ones are specifically... It does specifically denote that it is an email, These next... like the contact form on the website or something. Yeah, correct. Hi, Martin. Sorry for not responding sooner. So much has happened, uh, and this is following a review, I believe. Yeah, this is a review by Martin Jasek. He writes back, responds to Jim, kind of asking... About things. What is what is all this shit? This That's is a just... review from part one and part two. The stuff that we just read, it's just going over that again in part three. Oh, okay. We probably could have just fucking gone to three and done the short part, but then we wouldn't have had a two-hour episode. Hi, Martin. Sorry for not responding sooner. So much has happened since the last correspondence. 
I'm not sure where to begin. All I can say is the post-traumatic stress hits you much later. So I just need slash needed time out from thinking about them. There have been many incidents since my last report, which hopefully I'll get to tell you about. I'm in a kind of stalemate situation with them, the aliens, and I've learned a lot. For an advanced race, they make a lot of mistakes, but they're also extremely good at their job. Sounds backwards. Yes. Writing about them takes a hell of a lot of effort. I'm not sure if that's because of my stress or because of their influence over me via the implant. I think a little bit of both. Still can't get over how crazy that sounds. I have taken advice from other people's suggestions concerning controlling my fear, but I haven't tr- I haven't tried the more outlandish ones, e.g. implant zapper. I really wouldn't do that, dude. Like an EMP? Bzz, clear! Shock your face. Oh, sick. Uh, thank you for being patient. Talk soon slash soonish. Sorry if this email comes across a bit confused, but it's late, and I just felt I should write to you. Take care, Jim. Then over a month later, May 9th, 2005. Hi, Martin. Here's the problem with the write-up. Over time, I've got a lot of information from the aliens, but I believe so much of this is misinformation. Shit. To put it simply, is crap. And I mean total crap. Crap. I'm sure it's designed to discredit me when I write it. I feel stupid knowing people will think this is all ramblings of a madman. To be honest, I reckon the aliens do this often with abductees. For example, the aliens showed me a clip of black and white 50s style sci-fi movies. Yeah, I know. I believe the point of this was to manipulate me. You know, if I write it down, I'd sound like a complete moron who has taken cultural influence to another level of his imagination. But it did happen. Now the question is, do I edit the crap out and put only what I think is true information? The trouble with the strategy is I might miss something important. So I thought the solution might be to write everything down, including my thoughts, questioning the validity, but then the account comes across as convoluted and boring. I know most people don't believe any of this anyway, but I do value my credibility. I wouldn't write anything if I believed nobody would believe it. Tricky, but I'll do my best. Might need your help editing it. Anyway, have a good week. Maybe this is Prairie Mates Account Part 3 is where we should have started now that I'm looking at this. Anyway, uh, third report submitted by Jim on June 5th, 2005. Starts with, hi, Martin. I finished it and God, it was tough to write. I don't know how you want to edit it. You may want to edit out the swear words. I know it's a low form of communication. Excuse me? Low form of communication? High form of communication. Insert dolphin noises here. But I meant every word of it. But maybe we're better off editing it out to make it more accessible. I'll be interested in your thoughts concerning the accounts. I think once you've read it, you'll understand my predicament. I feel better already. I'll send the artwork and sound files in another email. Kind regards, Jim G. I'm going to skip the introductions by Martin and Jim because these are all so long and just move right into the... uh... Hologram, Hologram Earth, Earth Mantis fly-headed incident. This is the complete account of what happened to me on January 16th, 2004. See part two. I think after reading it, you'll understand why I didn't submit it before. I believed it to be too out there and it would destroy and limit my credibility, but now I've changed my mind. And I think it is important to get everything in the public domain, no matter how bizarre. It started with me waking up within my dream. Remember, I believed I was dreaming, so I'm going to write it this way. I remember the the time frame of my thought process. I still, no matter how futile, want to convince skeptics. I know deep down it's a waste of time without any scientific proof, but that's how I think. 
I guess I'm still trying to convince my former self, my old skeptical self, before any of this alien strangeness manifested in my life. I woke up. I don't know where I was, but I was standing in front of what looked like a 3D hologram of the Earth. Everything was pitch black apart from this glowing globe. I could only see half of the sphere. Sphere. <laughs> the top part of the globe. It was, I know I said that's so I fucking like weird. It was about a meter wide and very realistic detail. Now we're switching to meters, huh? I could see the, the major land masses covered with wisps of clouds. It was like looking down from a satellite viewpoint. I couldn't see anything else, like the room, like a room or anything, just darkness. Well, the Google Maps, blown away. From a VR headset. <laughs> I heard a deep voice from behind me. It was a male voice, and in slow English, it started to explain how this hologram globe worked. All I had to do was touch a continent or a country, and information would appear detailing anything I wanted to know about that place. I didn't feel scared. I felt quite calm, and it was just a little just a little tired, slightly dazed. I put my hands forward and watched it pass through the clouds as this was incredible. This first country I decided to choose, seeing that it had been in the news so much, was Iraq. All I did was think about it, and the globe turned itself until Iraq was below my finger. As I touched the graphic representation of Iraq, it turned bright red and rose up above the neighboring countries. Immediately, without any warning, multiple images of data appeared. The images were in round boxes of variable size, showing detailed information about the country and the recent war. Now, this is the hard bit to describe, but I could also feel the emotional collective of Iraq and its people, the pain they've inflicted and the pain they've suffered. I don't know how to explain it, but it was like tapping into some kind of energy field. Flow. The voice said, this is the birthplace of your civilization. Now look at the state of it. I remember thinking, what does it mean? While I was just trying to make sense of it, the globe moved until I was looking at America. I pressed it on the USA and again it went bright red and raised itself and I was hit by a wave of figures and information so fast I couldn't take it all in I was shown September 11th and the subsequent decisions to go to war I was still thinking about Iraq taking trying to take it all in the information slash data was coming at me too fast to process I've replicated some computer images to demonstrate the rate of the information figure <laughs> just some fucking shitty Matrix graphics. I have great difficulty thinking about what I saw next, recalling it fills me with dread. I was shown a deep underground military base with seven circular levels connected by a vertical shaft. The Umbrella Corps? Oh, shit. Uh, it does just look like a, uh, like a cake stand. Um, on the seventh layer, the largest level, I was shown a cross-section revealing humans working with gray-type aliens and large praying mantis-type aliens. Is that what these black and gray dots are supposed to I be? I assume so, yes. <laughs> that Those are very detailed drawings of mantis-type aliens. There were literally thousands of aliens. I saw a figure that seemed to imply around 14,000 aliens in this base. So if this is to be believed, not only do aliens exist, but they also seem very well established on Earth. The base was somewhere in a desert. I laughed to myself, oh great, so it's true then, and I'm now in conspiracy hell. Before, I didn't really buy the New World Order conspiracy stuff, but that's what I was shown. Again, who am I to believe this? Significantly, the male voice said, we have tried to communicate with them in the past, but they lie to us and try to use us. 
you kill what you do not understand. You humans are still so unevolved. At this point, I tried to argue some of us are trying to evolve, but we have to fight the ones that, for a better word, aren't so evolved. But not because we're cruel, but because they want to kill us. The voice didn't seem interested in having a debate. With no real pattern of context, I was next shown American corporations and how they won't stop until they own whatever resource they can lay their hands on. Again, I felt the crimes, the pain, and the collective creed and sadness of the culture. Capitalism out of control. Interestingly, I was shown a figure detailing how much energy the average American consumes. The rate of information coming at me was becoming too intense. The voice said to me, time is running out. Do you now understand? I then pressed Canada to see if I could get any information for BC Canada. <laughs> Again, As you read would. <laughs> Again, readouts appeared. I was shown a fragmented society. I could feel the collective culture. I was shown a UFO crash on the northern border with Alaska. Isn't Alaska on the west side? Yeah, it's on of, the opposite. Okay. I think it's uh, the northeast, northeast of the country. I was... Canadian listeners, right in. I was shown the Canadian government helping to the ship to ship the wreckage and aliens to America. Then they were being taken to the underground base I was shown earlier. I then thought about British Columbia. The voice goes, why do you want to reveal us? As you can see humans destroy what they don't understand. That's when they mentioned your name. One said, we know all about Martin. I thought to myself, oh shit, it can read my thoughts. This is crazy, but still a dream, right? The fuck is Martin? Martin's the guy he's been writing to at, at BC. Okay. I know this all sounds vague, but the whole dream only lasted two or three minutes max. I don't think the point of the dream was for me to get information like this. In fact, I know it wasn't. The point was just to show me why I must be quiet. I thought I must try and get much as much information as possible. I was amazed. I thought China would be interesting. Again, the hologram turned until I could see China. I quickly pressed on China and was shown the government perceives itself to be, as the voice described, divine which I thought was a strange word to use. The voice behind me continued, they think that is why we are working with them. I was shown how they were waiting for the West to fall on its own accord, and then the Chinese will be the rightful leaders of the world. I was shown that there is going to be conflict with the world and extra food stocks to supply its population. I was shown that they're sitting on huge resources, but they're saving them. I could also feel the and see the megadeth potential of the nuclear missiles. I could once again feel or tune in to the frustrations of the people. I felt depressed at this moment and hoped what I was shown was not true. I thought of Europe and pressed Spain. I have a Spanish friend, so I thought any information I could get <laughs> cross-related. Plus, I thought Spain would be would not be an obvious choice. My knowledge about Spain is limited at best. Just by thinking it, the globe hologram moved from China to Spain, but as I went to press Spain, my finger missed, and I accidentally pressed the C just off the coast of Spain. Immediately, a circle of rounded squares rose up from the ocean. Each square revealed a picture of an animal. The first box showed a seabird, kind of an eagle, kind of like an eagle. The word extinct appeared next to it. This disappeared. And I witnessed a sea lion followed by a fish. The words extinct were next to all of it, next to it, all in English. As the fish was shown, I thought about the fishing stocks, and again there were mere at the mere thought about fish, high speed data flashed about the earth depicting again not too fast again, 
too fast to read facts and figures concerning the depleted fish resource. I was shown fishing boats pulling in huge amounts of fish, beginning with the coast of Spain and then across the Atlantic Sea, finishing the whole world. All different types of countries, fishing the ocean, depleting the resources. The voice behind me spoke in an unemotional matter of fact. You see, they won't stop until there's nothing left. This is fact. I weakly replied, there must be something that can be done. I mean, what about international treaties? I stared at the destruction and the knockoff effect. Everything's concerned. One more bit of information I definitely recall depicted was orcas, killer whales, off the coast of Canada starving because of the lack of salmon. Again, this would not be something that I would think of or would be aware of. This was all happening so fast. I decided to go back to Spain. This time, my finger found the target. Straight away, I could feel the collective consciousness of the country. Every living form is energy. I was shown an image of what it looked like in the 16th century Spanish soldiers, soldiers meeting gray aliens and tall praying mantis-looking aliens. The Spanish shoulder, soldiers, without warning, pulled out their swords and began hacking the aliens apart. The voice commented on the scene of, destructions, of destruction. You see, you kill what you do not understand. You will, what you fear, you destroy. I was annoyed by the way the voice kept referring to me as the collective for the whole human population. I was then shown image, images and data which concluded that this incident led to the rise of the Spanish Inquisition. According to the voice, many people were killed who were in contact with these so-called demons. Again, this is not something that I'd normally believe in, so I don't believe it could have come from my subconscious. Then again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the whole thing was merely a graphic representation of my subconscious view of the planet, the voice commanded. It's time to go. Now do you understand? My last image, I recall, was the globe pulling away from me and me seeing the energy field from the country's populations pushing against each other in a desire to control the planet, even though it will ultimately destroy it. I tell you, we paint a depressing picture from space. All right, fucking, we're done there. That's the hologram. I mean, I'm going to skip a big chunk of this. It's He it deals with the hologram some more. It goes uh, back into some things we've already talked about. It, it really does. I mean, there's more. Go look at it. We already read fucking 90% of it. Actually, of it, yeah. there's a lot left, to be honest, looking at this. And it's going to be a fucking four-hour podcast if we do all of it. And we got to get to the Galactic Federation, oh, which Jesus I fucking poorly Christ. All right, you're not well-versed in sick. Let's go. Galactic Federation, what do you got? All right, real quick. The Galactic Federation, um, according to AskingAngels.com, uh, is an intergalactic force involving many star systems in the galaxy whose main role is the protection of free societies and planets. It represents God's will for the universe, um, specifically to askingangels.com, but there are other sites that like have raw. A lot of them are like raw as the creator. Like the sun god or whatever? That Egyptian about? Egyptian god, stuff? yeah. yeah. Of some, some sort. If you really want to go down a rabbit hole... And uh, Jim G's story wasn't enough for you. Look up uh, the law of one. What is the law of one, Connor? I can't tell you, dude. Okay, fair enough. I, I tried to look and nothing made sense to me. And it all sounded really religiously. Like, even if it wasn't like God, it was raw. A lot, lot of raw, actually. But it was all like praise raw type shit. We know somebody I, who's kind of into this. We like, do. Maybe, we do. Like, actually into this. I literally I had her come over and I was like explain this to me because i don't get it and she just kept sending me links 
I if have you can tons figure out a way, if you can convince her to uh, talk to you a little bit about it and explain oh, some I'm stuff sure I could. before this comes out. I'm not not before Thursday, probably. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. It probably won't be Maybe a bonus episode. episode. And I just like, hey, come over and we'll just sit here and chat. If if you have the opportunity to do it, great. Uh, we could we could live stream it on Twitch even. Oh God. Twitch.tv slash counting cryptids. That's the place. Or chatterbait.com. <laughs> as far as I know, that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> I don't know what Connor's been doing in his free know. time. <laughs> um but a part of the Galactic Federation, they're like the the light side, and there's a dark side. It's Star Wars. Of course, yes. Um, apparently, the people on Earth that have come in contact with alien beings um, have come in contact with the Galactic Federation, but chose to cover it up. And have apparently chosen to go with the dark forces, dark aliens that think that they can do whatever they want. They think they're superior in every way. Okay. Um, so they, things you would think aliens would do like trade technology, talk, you know, that kind of stuff, just better the world and whatever their viewpoints are. Um, my notes are real shit on here, Excellent. Um, but, uh, there will be a link like star seeds and, um, Oh, you got a link to star seeds. Like they, this galactic federation, like branches off into, just about everything like it dips its toes in sacred geometry and all that's this just kind super of shit. interesting too but right like that's that's it's way super, over my head and if you're super getting like dense information. that yeah that's gonna be fucking rough if anybody knows like a lot about that like we can have if a conversation you can translate about it. it to me that would be great i yeah, would love just, uh, to know live stream with connor and talk to him about absolutely it. i would fucking get you on here let's do it but yeah so the Galactic Federation is just like all the alien species in it is that it are working like. towards a positive future for all beings in the universe, and there are dark that pose them. Essentially, smallest nugget. What if what if the Galactic Federation is actually the dark side pretending to be the good side, and that the other side is the bad side? Exactly side. what I asked Caleb. Okay, she's like, I don't know, because a lot of it is um, communication telepathically. Like these so people... it's interacting with thoughts that just enter your head throughout the day. Is it? I, I think it's more like a meditating. Uh, what is it called? You're like channeling. A lot of it is channeling raw as the, is information on the internet. Okay. Yeah. I'm it's... just gonna. I'm, I, this is too long for me to get into this at this point. I'm not gonna start poking holes in that. Uh, Lots of aliens. Boy, Lots of alien stuff. Pocket. What? What? It's really hard with a lot of this because you get into some areas that make, from a lot of aspects, make it seem very un like not credible. This guy went you back. Get Let's into talk about like Jim some real crazy. Quick, yeah, 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 we didn't really summer like say our thoughts. But if you couldn't tell or we didn't explain well enough in the last uh, page of it of the the thing. It was like he was going back and revising some of the things he had, he had already told us, giving more information on those things, like inserting things into the original thing that weren't there when he originally posted because he was afraid that he thought it was too bizarre. Too weird, or yeah. He couldn't because his fucking or... first story wasn't fucking weird to begin with. It didn't get enough traction for him. Yeah, it's sketch. I don't know. It's all weird and but okay, so say suppose this stuff is happening. He's not you, pushing anything. How do though. you well, yeah, how do you come across as authentic? Yeah. 
I don't know. And it's really easy to fake. You're right, though. He isn't pushing anything. He's not trying to sell something. He's, he's not like selling these photos that he just sketched up. It's tricky. Was this the guy that said he was in contact with like a paranormal guy? It's like the no, very... I think that was Jay. Was that Jay? I, I would have liked to. He made it sound really easy to get a hold of this, the guy who he talked about. I don't remember who it was. I just want to get a hold of him and be like, hey, did you talk to this guy at some point in your life? Most people just probably verifying. wouldn't remember, but hey, you know. You deal with that kind of shit on a regular basis, like it's probably. That's just the way. I don't know. It just it's, happens. Uh, it's tough to say, man. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. This one, this one's got a lot of details. I was surprised by the amount of information on a this lot. One. Like, and really, drawings... there's a lot of depictions from people and stuff. It's bigger than I had anticipated. Uh, it's posted in a way that almost makes me believe it. He's not on Ranker. He's not like this. This again. This is two thousand. Well, okay, he's writing to British Columbia, and he's from just outside of London. Yeah, why? Just stumbled across UFO BC. I don't know. I mean, I did. I live in America. I mean, I did too, but I was specifically, specifically looking, looking for, for insectoid uh, aliens. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's it's a tough call. I, he seems to me to have approached it in a way that isn't looking for necessarily exposure or like attention. Like I'm sure he's gotten a lot of attention from this. It sort of seems like a manifestation of like manic depression. Correct. Some of these things are weird. Some of the stuff that he says and just like, yeah, I just like, I'm just wrecked the next day. Like it feels like a major operation. I just can't move. I can't get out of bed. I call in sick to work and you know what I mean? Some of that shit. And it's just like, I still have a job. Well, hear the walls talking to you and you know like yeah and it's been happening for a long time i don't know i mean but again if some weird shit's happening to you and you're like hi i saw the crazy person this stuff's happening do you believe me that he's not? acknowledging that like this is an unbelievable thing again we've, we've mentioned this time and time again we're reading what he wrote on the internet yes we're not talking to him face to face it <sighs> still though i see interviews of people, David Huggins doesn't be- make me believe anymore. I also I can't understand if it was a mental health issue, what that would be like to. I saw in one place I fucking closed it. God damn it! And in one spot it said something about an acid overdose, and I was like, that's never happened to the, in the history of ever to anybody. Yeah. I don't believe anybody has overdosed on mushrooms or acid or Marijuana. cannabis. I believe yeah. those three are all still uh, technically Shit. not. Not like that, but okay. Keep them legal. Yeah, keep them. Make them. Keep them illegal is what I meant to say. No. Ironically. No. They're um, so dangerous. They don't kill anybody. Yeah, facts. I, I, this this is weird. It's it, he puts himself in that kind of not as much as some other people do, but he's kind of putting himself in that position of like the hero a little bit. He's the messenger, and you know what I mean. Like, which again, if this is what's happening, like what do you do but it, there always seems to be this like this greater purpose of these people when they tell the stories you know that kind of makes it seem like the people that don't write about important. it don't make it through it or they just don't write about it because a lot of people that like stand up to these beings are usually the kind that would write about it like so it, you're arguing it as the kind of person that would write this is the same kind of person that would be able to persevere through the event let me let me rephrase that 
if you're if this was happened to you, you're getting fucked uh, fucked by an alien in David's oh, okay. story. We're, we're back on David. Okay, you're getting probed and shit by mantis aliens in Jim's story and other stories. I don't think he ever got probed, but all right. I thought they stuck the needle through their skull. Am I just mixing up stories? Oh, at I, this I point? probed in my mind is like butt stuff, but uh, I guess yeah, no, technically no, 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 by no. definition it's not. Probed up the nose in the skull. Yeah, 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 okay. You're gonna write the story like you overcame it, even if because if you did experience it and you overcame that, you would write it in such a way that would make it sound like you're better. Okay, you're you're achieving something at okay. least. Okay. Victor's always write the stories. History. Victor's history is written history. by the victors. I got learned that on drunk history. <laughs> quote that you were looking for. Uh. I mean, I like it. It's interesting. It's fun. It's quite a fucking I don't tale. think so, though. Why not? What, what's? I feel what like there are more things away? that I have to accept to make it possible than things that, like, the other way. I said that in a really bad way. Um, I feel like I have to accept a lot of things that are very unbelievable to decide that I am. All of it is unbelievable. I believe that extraterrestrials exist. I have a much harder time thinking that they are actually able to like, this is fucking tough because of the way that we do the show. Like we haven't talked about like the Fermi paradox at all. We haven't talked about the Drake equation. We haven't talked about, uh, fucking, Oh shit. There was the one that I was actually like meaning to mention. Um, the great filter. Mm, You talked about that. Like the fact that like a civilization, like if a civilization exists somewhere, like the Drake equation is like, this is how many fucking, Possible, po- like universe, like how habitable planets. How many? Be. This is how many aliens there should be. The Fermi paradox is like, okay, if that's how many there is, why the fuck do we not yes. see any? Why is Damn. why is if the universe should be teeming with life, why do we not see it? Why do we not know about it? And the Great Filter is trying to explain that as like there are maybe like certain stages that life has to get past that are very difficult. So then it's a matter of like where on that scale are we as well. So it's like, okay, is, is the great filter changing from a single cell organism into a multiple cell organism? Is it something much further down the line is where are we on that scale? Have we already passed the great filter and that's why we are here and we don't see anything else or have we yet to hit the great filter and we're just catching up to other things that are no longer around past where we can even I am summarizing all of this very, very briefly because we didn't even fucking talk about it. We're trying to three hours in, you know, like do these fucking episodes as a meme because of the Area 51 raid. This is the last extraterrestrial one that we're doing pending some ridiculous shit happening on the 20th that I am not anticipating. So hopefully next time back to an actual cryptid for you. But I, I, I think I have to believe enough unbelievable things to make this one valid that it's easier to write it off, which doesn't necessarily make it true, but that's just where I'm at. You know, it's just easier for me to, to not. Absolutely. Well, what's the, you gotta take the, the more believable answer, the more common answer, the more, the easier answer. Until, right. Until I wake up and there's a man just beaten off in the corner of my bedroom. <laughs> I'm on a no. You like that. Don't you bitch. Hit him with the taser. It's fine. Okay, but you believe in aliens? Is there any reason, one way or another, to believe in mantis beings or insectoids? Uh, I, I don't care. They could look like whatever they want. I I have no. You know, they could be not visible to the human eye. They could be 
You know what I mean? Like it's you come down to this like life as we know it functions in this way, but right. then you have like okay, cool. Like this is for what carbon based life forms. What happens if it's a, a different silicon based? Yeah, life exactly. Forms. That's specifically that one's brought up a lot as well. So it's it's not going to like there could be other maybe it's like some sort of gas being that we can't physically see or like really fathom. I don't care that I, I I leave room for that. It can look like an insect. It can look like a person. I it is it is it. I assume if if life is as abundant as it has been predicted to be, that it would be in all. I mean, and as it is on Earth, it comes in all shapes and sizes. There are things that are like remotely similar. Like we kind of look like apes, like chimpanzees. Like obviously right. we came from them, but then there's like house cats and different levels of cats and things as well. So some things look kind of similar, but a little bit different. I assume it could be similar throughout the universe. I've always found insects. They look like aliens. They 100% look like aliens. Prey mantis looks like an alien. They've been around forever. I, I, Nothing in my mind is preventing me from thinking that something like an ant couldn't evolve into an intelligent I often race. wonder if ants are an extraterrestrial species. Mount ant, or if, like, if they're way smarter than rockets. Like, That's where they take off. They're rockets? Yeah, I've yet to see a rocket fly out of one. But you haven't been looking. I haven't. Yeah, I often, like, when they're in my house or something, and it's just, like, one of them or something, you know, I'm like... You're dumb as fuck. You're an explorer, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just kind of like, that. there's, like, that thing that's, like... I mean, really, though, like, it's a, it, it's an ant. It's outside. It has entered into a domain that some... Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I don't know. It's an interesting... Well, how the fuck did I If you kind of here? view it as, like, an, an extraterrestrial, as an alien, yeah, it's it's just weird. Bugs are weird. They, they you know, the, the praying mantis thing, it looks like a space helmet, sort of. Like, I get it. Yeah. Fuck. I don't. Yeah. There's literally no reason why I would believe this isn't a real thing. So you're Jim, on board. Jim G's fucking story maybe a little sus. Them even coming in contact with human beings probably extremely unlikely. Uh, do I believe that there is a galactic empire where there is a group of different alien races in contact, especially with like higher up government people? individuals they it seems like they have such a like a vested interest in the course of humanity in the like where we're heading right and for what reason that yeah is if we were on that if we went into space and we humans found another species of planet no doubt there would be some of us that are worried about preserving nature natural things and all that stuff but I think that if we were to the point where we're sending many out and ex- really exploring the inner universe, like we're going to destroy. Like we came to the Americas and wiped out massive populations. Well, okay, of but if we're talking about this now, now we're leaving uncontacted tribes uncontacted. We are now. Yeah, because we know that it's not, it's going to fucking cause, like they're going to end. As soon as they know that there's other people, there's other things, there's going to be an issue. Or they're going to fucking attack, you know, throw spears at you. They killed that one fucking dude who went there trying to uh, teach him about Jesus, right? Yeah, they did. They shot his airplane and shit. Though there was the other ones. Yeah, they were shooting the the bows or the arrows at uh, like helicopter or something. Yeah, it's. But now we're we're learning that it's like okay, you can't fucking do that. And I think it's pretty obvious that like if you find that, we're just going to observe it, or are we going to go and try and get? It, it depends on the kind of life too. So if it's like microbial. And it's the kind of thing you're like, cool, Scoop like I can scrape a little the... bit and take some of it and it's not going to affect all of this. But if it's more intelligent than that, then you're like picking off an individual and that kind of changes things because that individual can have some larger role in their society or something. You know what I mean? Where you're then like 
negatively influencing that because you picked this individual away from this to study it. So I, I think when, when you have like nature stuff, like I have to sit here and take a video of this polar bear literally starving to death because I'm not supposed to interfere with this. Yeah. There's that sort of mentality. So I would like to think that we wouldn't fuck it up. We haven't been doing a good job on earth, but I think space is like you said, a different, it's like a different realm. Like we know by now in 2019 for the, I would say vast majority of the population have at least a little bit, an inkling that we've fucked up. We've gotten species are dying daily. Fucking just a shit storm. Yes. And at least it's in our thought process. And I know like NASA has like goes through the extreme things to like, make sure that the bacteria on earth aren't on spacecraft that land on other planets, even if it's the moon, which we're not to contaminate. Right. We're fairly certain. Well, also you, then if you come back and you test it and there's stuff all over it, you're like, Oh my God, this is maybe from somewhere else then, because I made sure that there was nothing on it when we left. But I I mean, is there stuff in the atmosphere and the ozone and stuff? Probably too. I would assume so. I would as well. Like Fly through an atmospheric beast. But jelly splat right Exactly. The star jelly. Shield. Got a little bit of that SAR seed. Giggity. Squids in space. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, that's that's where I'm at, I guess. If I'm off the fence, I'm, I'm on a no. Did we do Pleiadians last week? We did last not. We did episode? Reptilians last oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. So I think from my very small research into the Galactic Federation... I believe both mantis beings and reptilians are part of a dark force. I got the feeling that they were like space pirates. Uh, I would prefer you call them space swashbucklers. Scallywags. There space, you go. Space scallywags. Space scallywags. That's fine. So they're, they're not in an alliance, essentially. Okay. But they are not a part of the Galactic Federation. The okay. light, as they often refer to whatever the fuck they're trying to do. Taking the two... Where, who, who is almighty as far as what we know? Who, who right, is this your cake? long walk this for is... a short drink of 1v1? Yes. Okay. Uh, so I, I think it's, uh, oh boy, I, I'll go reptilians. As far as like a, a fight, if we're doing the 1v1 that we do every time, if it was a fight to the death between uh, a mantid and a reptile, I mean, they're, they're roughly the same size, but I feel like the, the mantids are like, the, the insectoids are much like more thin. And the, thick... the reptiles are a little more girthy, and they don't have like such a a weak point of that like very thin wobbly neck. That's true. The neck is a, a it's downside. a very it's a vulnerability. You can karate chop that, and they probably you, be oh dead. my god, I got fucking destroyed by my dog this morning, jumping onto my throat. I thought I was going to die. I didn't know if I would be able to speak when I got out of bed. Rip podcast, Jacob's dog hey, ended the I fucking, podcast. Yeah, literally looking for a new host. <laughs> I got my esophagus ripped out by my dog oh, trying Jesus to wake me up. Christ. I want to vote for the insectoids. I like the insectoids okay. a little bit more because I like tied too. No, I love tied it. to the Star it's Wars. It's sick. I love but... it. I actually I like praying mantises. I try to fucking I buy a couple of egg cases every year to try and hatch them in my backyard. The two I got this year didn't actually fucking hatch, but but they're straight up savages, are they're they? Sick. Not? Yeah, yeah, they're tight. They eat everything. Right. They fuck you up. They're badass. Uh, I mean, you can you can get like the good sized ones can eat like a small bird or a frog, insects, rodents, like small stuff. They could do it. So I mean, like if you got like a big one, they'd fuck shit up. But I'm assuming at this point with them being like so advanced, they're just using technologies. And I'm kind of like I'm just going towards reptilian there. I'm going towards insectoids. Sick. Uh, how about Spe- you head over to social media? Mantis oh. ones. 
Okay. Specifically mantis. Not the fly head bitch. Because of the mantis. Because of the mantis. The okay. mantis bits. The mantisy parts. The mantisy bits. Okay. And jacking off. So, <laughs> just cucking them reptilians out. Okay. So why don't you uh, break this tiebreaker for us over on social media? Uh, it's the one v one polls that we do every episode. Let's check back in on that Instagram poll real quick before we go over to the poll results from the last time. Let's. Uh, J.M. Claren uh, replied to the story and said, I'm pretty sure this is cursed. <laughs> the image is cursed? I mean, now it's you like are cursed? Once you go black, you go. You can't go back. What? This is, once you go gray, you stay gray. Stay gray? Stay gray. That should be our so new, new sign-off. Sign off. Yep, 100%. Uh, we had 19 people turn out for Holy the Instagram shit, poll. really? Thanks, yeah. guys. Fucking far out. We didn't really... What did they think? Yeah. It's close as fuck. Okay. What do you think? What do you think? Yes what or no? Was the, what was the poll? Would they hang the picture in their house? Yes. Which picture was it? The alien sitting on them? Yeah. Uh, I think they're weird enough that more people would, would yes, hang it in their house. Yes. One more person would hang let's it in their house. Let's fucking go, though. guys. So, <laughs> so 10 to 9? Let's go. Let's... Sick. All right. Tight. So Over then uh, I guess moving over to other poll results, unless you have anything else to say about that. I I don't. All right. So I guess we asked that same question before the last episode who you thought would win between the Reptilians and the Pleiadians slash Plagerans slash Nordic Aliens, whatever you want to call those ones. I actually do. I already did the math. Oh, my God. Then tell me the numbers, Connor. Oh, right. Uh, no break for you, Jacob. We had 63 total votes across all platforms. You guys killing it. Thank Fire. you. Fire. Uh, 17 from Facebook. Uh, 88% of y'all voted for the reptilians. All right. And then... Do you remember where we stood on this real quick? We were split. What, do you know remember what side you're on? Uh, I don't either. Uh, we disagreed last time, so one of us is right and one of us is wrong. Don't know which. Yeah, onto cool. the Twitter then. Yes, onto the Twitter. Uh, 15 votes there. Okay. Decent job, Twitter. I feel like when I yell at them, they actually vote. All right. So fucking vote, Thanks, Twitter. Thanks, Twitter. God. God. Being sincere, though, thank you. Yeah, I love it. Uh, reptilians win out the day with 80% of the votes on Twitter. Do they also have 80% on Facebook? 88% on Facebook. Oh, God. So tell me about Instagram. Uh, Instagram blew it up. Thirty-one people voted. Fucking you guys are amazing. Fire. I love you all. As shown by our Insta poll this week, fucking twenty people already. Instagram for the one v one. Sixty-eight percent of the people voted for the reptilians. The reptilians win out. What's the overall percentage? Seventy-six percent of our all listeners right. that voted on a, our social media has voted for reptilians. You got anything to say about that? You head on over to social media. Let us know. Otherwise, you go and answer the same polls that we just asked about uh, this one and the last one. If you've listened to both of those episodes, if not, you can still fucking vote. I have no way to police it. We get a lot of people saying that they re-listen to the episodes or like they, they, they're starting late, essentially. They start at the beginning. If you've reached this episode and it's not the September of 2019 when you're listening, you can go on Facebook those you can still vote. Will be on they, they, they're still active on Facebook. You know, write comments. We get people writing comments in on old episodes and stuff often as well. Correct. Yeah, we do. Wrote one about uh, dolphins on... being a river dolphin on yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So FXJ8NL 
commented on our Ogopolo episode. Uh, that was season two, episode ten, which really seems like a long time ago. Honestly, it certainly does. Ogopolo seems like, like a season maybe? one thing. Yeah, they say the freshwater dolphin kind of comes to mind when thinking about the way they look. A part of them could probably very well easily be mistaken for it. We're late to the party because that guy was a that was a, a month ago that he commented. Well, I mean, if we're talking about. Uh... Oh, it doesn't matter. People do backlogs. We don't, but it seems like we do if we wait a month from when somebody commented. Uh, it, it seems I don't even remember what I was fucking saying. Something about dolphins. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I don't describe a dolphin as having a horse face, but like they definitely right. have a, a bottle unique, nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that weird face, and then the, I think like there was a forked tail. Yeah, was yeah, sort of yeah. mentioned as well, and dolphins kind of have that. But again, I think that's horizontal versus vertical, and I think that one was vertical. However, do we talk about thought. that in the episode? Yeah, please. Okay. Say, I think I remember talking about that. But all right, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a dolphin is an interesting thing, but I don't think that we found that it was in the area at all. Uh, I mean, who's to say one yeah, can end up there fucking... at some point? You know what I mean? Like, there was a fucking zebra loose around here recently. <laughs> it escaped from uh, like Prairie Meadows or some shit somewhere. I can't remember. It escaped oh, from somewhere. It was like somebody owned a zebra and just got out. It was just wandering. Oh no, I think it was like wandering around at Prairie Meadows. I don't really understand. Yeah, I don't really know. I didn't know outside. It wasn't inside the fucking casino. That would have been awesome. That would have been fucking funny, but I don't think that was the case. But, you know, like, shit happens. It's there was Ostriches. A, in the middle out. of Iowa, yeah. there was a fucking zebra uh, wandering yeah. around. Like, definitely not something you see every day. So, I don't know. Checking into more new reviews. So, uh, you know, thanks for listening to the show this week, guys. Uh, again, this is wrapping up the, uh, the extraterrestrial stuff for now, unless... Something crazy happens on the twentieth. We'll somebody be back go. A couple days after that, I'm if somebody seriously, if, if somebody goes to the Area Fifty One stuff, go, fucking Skype us or something and let us know. Pictures take pictures. Take pictures. You can you can live stream it. We'll host you when you're live streaming. I, I will I will give you access to the channel if you're going down there. Oh, I meant like on their own one, and we can just restream theirs. But if you want, fucking, you can log into ours and stream it on ours. That's fine. If you want us to take all of your content. We will gladly do so. For the memes. Um, yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to the show, guys. Uh, it blows me away every fucking week. Every time I realize that people actually listen to the show and then how active the Discord is. If you're not on the Discord, shame on you. You should be. Definitely should be. It's a good time. We also we, we started a Minecraft server. It's kind of an, in test stage at the moment. We did. We've got a few people in there. Uh, seeing how it goes. Making uh, us look like total bots. 100%. Holy we shit. don't know what we're doing. Hey, I built AFK farms yesterday on my own. I did nothing. I built a house. Those were in mine. That Nathan made extremely better. Holy than mine. shit! Holy shit, dude! <laughs> so shout out to That's Nathan. For, uh, yeah, if you want to join the, the uh, Minecraft server, if you're into that sort of thing, head over to Discord and the games channel and let us know. Absolutely, the games channel. I, I wanted to release it to the public, but until we kind of iron out all of the we're working. Details, we're in the the testing phase, sort of. Like we said yeah, last a lot episode, of things. we're Basically, constantly growing. Yeah, it's everything's whatever. on fire at all times. We're just we're just trying to figure stuff out. Didn't mention it all this time. I guess uh, we we just love that T Public page up. If you want to buy it, we sold some more merch as well. Thanks, guys. Connor's got on his hoodie right now. I still need to order mine, but that's okay. 
because uh, you also still need to order yours. So head on to uh, the episode description that you're on right now. Or if you're on YouTube or Facebook and it doesn't pull the links for everything, just head on over to countencryptids.com or gobblesquatch.com because it's the same fucking thing. And uh, in the episode description, there is a link for Count Encrypted's merch. I need to set up its own page on there. It's more links to make it easier for you to find that Count Encrypted's merch. If, if it's not on social media, we'll make sure to get that added too. I know the descriptions over there need updated as well. So we have some work to do on our end, uh, but so do you guys. Go buy merch, subscribe, reviews. Give me your love. Give me your love. Thanks for listening to County Cryptids. It's been a pleasure. Uh, We'll be back in two weeks. Uh, September 26th. Right after. We got Area 51 raid. Get to the 51 raid. Bye.